you just don't like it or you just feel bad about it. But to believe is to act. I want you to hear that really strongly. To believe is to act. If you're not, if you're not acting, you're not believing. I believe God is a good God. And then all of our words are on how bad people are and how bad the world is. And we're calling what God created bad. And we're calling the image bearers of God, which is all of our brothers and sisters on this planet, our image bearers somehow, some way. I don't know how, but it's the story in the Bible. That if we say, I believe God's a good God, and then we don't live that out, then we don't truly believe. And it's better to say, I'm trying to believe. It's better to say, I hear it in the scripture. I've heard it taught. I've even said it. But when I say God is a good God and God is being good to me now, it tastes bitter in my mouth. It tastes bitter when I say God's a good God. It tastes bitter when I hear that God's a God of miracles when I say it. I like hearing stories of people being healed of sickness, but in my life, it's proven to not be true, and it feels bitter when I declare my God is a healer. Jesus is the healer. It's better to say that. It's better to be honest before the Lord and get some response from him and get some wisdom from him and get some clarity from him than to keep saying, I believe, I believe, I believe, hallelujah, I believe. That might just be some of my irritation coming out because it drives me nuts when I hear people with this, I believe, I believe, and they say these cliches, the popular thing to say, and then all of their posting, all of their actions, all of their words are negative, negative, negative. Ah, all right. So maybe I'll cut that part out. So goals give life action. Goals give belief action. If you don't have your goals and your vision written down, if you're not thinking about what you want, if you're not thinking about how you want to partner with God, if you're just acting every day like you're a victim to the circumstances of everything happening around you, then you're not living a life of belief. You might be faithful to your church, but you're not full of faith. You might be faithful in giving financially, and you, know, you might be consistent, but being faithful to do something is different than doing something full of faith. And I'm not going to explain that right now, but look into that. And if you want me to talk more about that, I will. I haven't really dug into that and taught on that, um, but I do believe it. So an active life is a healthy life. We know that sitting is now the new smoking. And as Christians, we've been doing a lot of sitting. And it's like we're smoking. It's like our lungs are full of tar. We're coughing. We can't, we can't not even walk up a mountain or jump through a hoop or, or, or gain the victory. We can barely walk down the street and give a pie to our neighbor for Thanksgiving. All right? So 
an active life is a healthy life. And when we start putting our goals towards action, and when we start putting our goals and our dreams and our vision towards, I want to be this kind of person. I want to do this kind of thing. I want to have this in my life. We're saying we're making a declaration for a future that we're not yet in, but a future that we want. We're saying, I believe it. And this is how I'm going to achieve it. I believe it. And here's the goals, the stepping stones I'm going to use to achieve that thing. All right. So now we already know we're supposed to be proactively pursuing the presence of God, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the life of Jesus in and through us. Okay. That will create an active life. And if we're if we're truly pursuing the presence of God, then we will constantly be challenged to set goals and to get our vision clearer because the presence of God isn't just a, oh, I felt something and I feel good. The, the experience of the presence of God is a, is a transforming, is a shaking, is a, is a disturbance within us. It's almost a violence because it pushes out some of those things that we've held dearly onto. Now, we know that Jesus fulfilled his purpose because he kept a few, a few goals in mind. So Jesus could have done a lot of these things out here. He could have called down a lot of angels to do a lot of work. He could have called down uh, – um, he could have rebuked a lot of different people that he didn't rebuke. He could have changed the government of Rome where – I mean, he could, the, of the Roman government where he lived. Uh, he could have done those things. But it says what he did, he did what he saw his father doing. He gave himself some goals. I will only do what my father does. So he has a goal, the purpose, a vision of himself being obedient to his father and walking out of that obedience. He had a goal of, uh, of our salvation, of my salvation, of your salvation, of your wholeness, of your sozo, of your fullness of body, soul, and spirit. And he had a vision of the joy he would receive that was set before him that joy of, of his father but that was joy that was his joy of me also all right so this whole idea of they prove and test our our faith is is interesting and most of us don't want to be tested or our faith to be proven but it is all the time anyways but when we set goals we're saying i'm going to intentionally put myself in some pain right here so that I can move forward in this faith life. And you're going to have pain this year. That's a guarantee. You're going to have troubles this year. There's going to be some things you suffer through this year. All right? That's a guarantee. Setting goals, you're saying, it, setting goals is like saying, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to push some weight, stretch some muscles, do some leg presses, do some curls. I'm going to go away from the gym and I'm going to feel sore. I'm going to feel a bit fatigued in order for me to not endure the long-term pain of obesity, the long-term pain of really high blood pressure or, or bad blood sugar levels or being weak or being clumsy, not being, uh, uh, not being stable. Thinking a lot about that, a lot about flexibility and stability uh, and agility and endurance at my age. So the goal setting does that, and it becomes spiritual. Now, you can set goals and have them not be spiritual at all. But if you set goals, I don't care if it's, I want that million dollars for retirement, and I want to lose 50 pounds. 
that's that can be extremely spiritual if you're engaging with the father in your journey on that okay i have some more stuff here but uh i'm gonna end right there and i just want to let you know i'm praying for you this year that you will get clear on your goals you will pursue your goals and that your goals will begin to transform you into the person that you're created to be into the person you hope you are into the person you would really like to be all right that's it god bless y'all happy sunday